Hi, it's Katie, and today I have Ryan Nalpinski. He designs digital courses for the Rich Dad Empire, uh, you, which you might know better with Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Uh, he's also a marketing and SEO specialist who uh, specializes in WordPress, which is what we're going to talk about somewhat today. And he has his own business, which is it starts with your idea.com. And thanks for being with us today, Ryan. Yes, thank you, Katie, for having me. Yeah, sure. So my group is, uh, we have a bunch of, of nurses. We're all nurses that have come together in this group. And we're all interested in starting uh, our own business. And, and I'm sure you can tell us more than, than anybody that having a web presence is really important. And uh, what I wanted to talk to you about today is just like having the right web presence because there's all different types of of uh, opportunities, let's say, that are out there. So uh, if you could, you want to talk to us a little bit about your background and uh, and then maybe kind of segue in, into web presence. Certainly. So I'm originally from Indiana and I've been out here in Phoenix for about 12 years. And the bulk of that time, that 10 years, has been spent here at the Rich Dead Company. Um, where I started doing covering up emails and sending those out and then moved on up into I guess like a webmaster position taking care of um, pretty much anything to do with the the, the flagship richdead.com as well as other microsites that we had along the way and it was about four years ago that we kind of segued my role into developing courses and so I spent the better part of two or three years developing courses and only two of the three kind of made it out um, in, into the public and then currently I'm really doing mainly daily emails and I am handling the SEO and so it's one of those things that collectively as a group we knew we needed to do but no one really took charge of it and so that's kind of been put on my back shoulders the past uh, at least this year and going forward um, and so pretty much anything to do with content uh, for richdead.com and 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 um, its little empire here is is kind of on my shoulders and so um, with regards to um, it starts with your idea.com I went to school for computer animation and so I graduated at the end of 99 fell into the web like everyone else and so I just picked up coding and design and picked that up and it was about 2010 when I, I heard of this WordPress stuff and so that's when I picked it up and I haven't looked back since. Um, it's, depending on what you read, it powers anywhere from a quarter to 33% of all websites on the web. Um, there is a community worldwide over, I believe 40,000 plugins, a lot of them free. So from my perspective, it just made sense to, to learn that. And I, yeah, I haven't looked back since uh, almost 10 years now. Oh, well, you know, so one of the things like um, I had come across early on when starting my business and recognizing that I needed a website was, yes, uh, I think it was like the minimalist or something. I, I came across their website and they had this whole blog article and they're like, it's so easy. Just start a WordPress. All you have to do is click one button and, you know, you have a WordPress site. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go along with this. So, you know, I, I buy the WordPress, I buy the domain, do the one click, and then I get onto the WordPress and it was just like, this 
blank screen <laughs> and it was so like frustrating I, I found myself like spending hours and hours and hours on, on WordPress before I finally shifted away uh, eventually came back to WordPress for um, for other reasons but um, you know so I guess you know the question is like how important is it to be on WordPress and what are kind of the benefits of being on WordPress sure so I, I know it's touted as oh yeah it's just you know, one-click install or whatnot. So, so many um, many hosts have it as what they might call a one-click install. GoDaddy, um, Bluehost, I believe, um, HostMonster. Um, I use personally for my own stuff, Media Temple, kind of the same thing. And though it is very easy, um, may I ask when you when did you try that? You said it was a couple years ago. Yeah, I saw, I did that in twenty sixteen, I guess. Okay, so and it was pretty simple. It really was one click. <laughs> Right, and, and which which is great. Um, it's certainly one of the biggest benefits is uh, that I've seen. So you have your, your your free themes, and then you have your premium themes, um, and the premium themes come with a nice you know slider and all this other social media integration or whatnot, um, which is great. But basically, most people just need a, a pretty simple what I call a brochure site. Your about contact form, uh, your services. So most free themes for WordPress are going to be just fine for that. And what I feel is the biggest benefit is this. As I mentioned previously, you have a worldwide community that supports this. It's free. Other than paying for your host, you don't have to put much time into it if you want to learn it. So yes, there are plugins available. Well, what plugins do I, should I use? Should I upgrade? Uh, there is a lot, but it really kind of comes down to you do need something and you don't need much. The bulk of the power of your website is going to be your words. And so you and I met at the, the John Carlton mastermind. So we both understand how vitally important that message is. And at the end of the day, getting people into your funnel and selling them into whatever it is your offer is. So the platform doesn't really matter as much as, what do you offer and what's that pain point that you're solving for someone else? So I know I kind of, I didn't sidestep your, your question, but I think at the same time, the platform doesn't matter. It's just knowing there are thousands of people out there that are willing to help you with your WordPress site. Mm -hmm. And so something else that comes on the market, maybe not. Right. So, I mean, how do you feel? So it doesn't, to you, it doesn't matter if it's WordPress or Squarespace or a GoDaddy site or Vistaprint puts your website together or Wix or all of those websites are, are equal, I guess? Um, so I haven't done too much work with Wix or, or with Vistaprint as an example. So I, I haven't looked at their tech. I don't know how, how good the code is. Um, I don't know how far reaching that support network is. But you're going to, I mean, you can go outside and throw a stone and you, you can hit a, a WordPress designer that, that can at least help you out. So starting off, you might want to try Wix or Space, Squarespace. I know that they're, they're free. Um, I hear that they're just drag and drop. Um, whereas a lot of WordPress themes are, are drag and drop as well. So again, I'm, I'm, most familiar with WordPress, I can get it to do what I need it to do for a client or myself. Um, whereas I did a little bit of investigating. So I looked at Wix and they have, I believe, 250 apps. Okay, cool. 
that fails into comparison to thousands of available plugins for WordPress that has been honed and, and crafted and, and perfected over the course of years and years and years. Um, customers, customer support is really going to be the, the biggest thing you're looking for when you are looking at a theme. If I have a problem, where do I go to solve it? Um, so if you go to wordpress.org or WordPress, yes, wordpress.org, you can find support. Um, usually the, the owner and the, the developer of the, the app itself or the uh, plugin itself will be able to help you as well. So while it might not matter who you use, you do need to think of eventually I'm going to hit a wall. Who's going to help me when I hit that wall? Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned WordPress.org, and you know I, I heard you almost say WordPress.com. Can you talk a little bit about like what the difference is between those two? Sure, that's WordPress. really confusing. <laughs> yes, no, it is. WordPress.org is really, if there was a, I guess, parent company to WordPress, that would be it. And that is where you're going to find your, your forums. That's where you can download themes, download the plugins, find support for those themes. Whereas WordPress.com, and, and again, I don't even use WordPress.com, but that connects your blog to, I guess, that that network on WordPress.com. So WordPress.com might be entrepreneurs.wordpress.com, and that's where you could publish your posts if you wanted to. Um, but really, WordPress.org, if you're like, I have no idea where to start, that's where you want to go to start. Yeah. How, what is your feeling like if you came across a business and let's say my business was nursepreneurs.wordpress.com, um, does that give off a, an unprofessional vibe or do you think people don't really notice or care? I can't imagine, well, I think it does come off a little unprofessional. I don't think most people would go there thinking, oh, this is the official entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So one of the things looking at Wix as an example, as an upgrade, you can use your own URL, but as part of their free offering, it would, you would have to get nursepreneurs.wix.com. So instantly, I, I just think there is kind of a stigma, fair or not, associated with, if I'm going to a company website, I expect there to be a .com, maybe a .org, maybe a .net, but if I see Wix or Squarespace or something, I just think, it's just not 100% as professional as, as .com. Right. Yeah. And it's almost kind of like if you're not going to spend money to set up your web presence. Uh, <laughs> um, but so what, what is yeah. your general, um, in terms of web presence, like what do people really need? So when you start a business, like how do you even start building kind of this, this web presence um, around your website and, and what does that website look like as well? Very good question. And I, I would say this, I, I don't know how many people really realize this, but with uh, Facebook and everything they've gone through the past year with, with really changing their regulations and, and you know, the whole, did Russia interfere, didn't, didn't they? Um, you need to realize your website, you own that. You do not own your videos on YouTube. You do not own your tweets. You do not own your Facebook, anything. If whatever reason, they don't want to post your site anymore, or your, your, sorry, not your website, but your information, your tweets, your posts, your videos, they can just lop you off and that's that. Whereas your website, if GoDaddy goes down, they'll zip your 
file up and you can go to another host. So I think it's really important for people to realize your website, that is, it, it, it establishes credibility regardless of what you do with it. So you should have something there. Um, and that's yours forever. You own that. So in terms of what you need, that, again, that kind of comes down to the basics of what you offer. So if you own, let's say, a spa in town, yes, you're definitely going to need your website to have the basics about you. What's your philosophy? What do you stand for? Your USP? What separates you from the other spas? Um, obviously, a contact form, possibly a map. Uh, you want to make sure your nap, your name, address, and phone are consistent. So this is a big part of it where, okay, you have it on your website. Did you start a Google My Business? If not, that would probably be my first step. Then you've got, uh, you know, your Facebook business. You have the other directories. So there are hundreds, if not thousands of, of directories, some of them industry specific, that you might be listed on and you don't even know it. So is that information accurate? So one of the first things I would do with my clients is I like to do an audit and see, okay, well, what assets do you have? What do we need to start with? Again, starting with the website, start with your, your Google My, My Business and take it from there. So these directories, like I said, you, you don't even know if you're listed and, and if not, you probably should be. So that's usually what I start with is, is an overall audit. What are your assets right now? So you mentioned Google My Business. Can you explain a little bit what that is and how do you get, is that something you sign up for? Or what? Sure, so usually, and, and again, this is, I don't know if it's commonplace, but I like to do it, is start with your, your Google account and that's with the, just your Gmail. So it was just a couple of hours ago, actually. I signed up for, uh, it starts with your idea at gmail.com. So nursepreneurs at gmail.com. Just kind of own that because it's, yes, you want to have your, as an example, Katie at nursepreneurs.com, you know, that, that .com, your business.com name, but it's also acceptable that you can just use Gmail. I've seen that with very large businesses as well. So get your Gmail and from there, you want to go to, I, I, I don't have the exact URL, but I think it's Google My Business and then it just syncs up to your Gmail and it just, it, it gets you kind of indexed right away with Google. So you put in all your information, your, your hours of work, location, do you, are you in home? Do you go to other places to visit? And you wanna make sure that you get that all taken care of because then you're gonna show up in Google Maps. That's the biggest thing, especially with a local business. I'm gonna look at um, spa, near me or spa in my zip code once you show up uh, is that how they get on there because whenever i do that like restaurant near me you know I, I get a bunch of restaurants but you know not all of them <laughs> so that's is that part of that, that whole? is absolutely part of it yeah and, and a lot of small business owners again you're working 12 14 hour days seven days a week you don't know these things that's why you need to work with someone like myself just to show oh well this is why you're not showing up um then you've got the, the keywords that you can put in there. What services are you going to do you offer? Uh, which then kind of ties back to your website. So you want your about, contact us, your terms and conditions and privacy policy. Those are two that not many people really know, but it's, the, it's a legal thing that you really need to make sure you have taken care of 
Uh, it's not fun or sexy, but it's you got to get that. So you have your services page. So what's what is really going to help you uh, specifically, as you just mentioned? So you're searching for restaurants near you. You want to make sure that your services page is optimized. So what does that mean? Well, one of the big things with search. So Google has about 200 ranking factors. And one of the things that I was going to offer to your audience here is two, two resources. One is a list of uh, resources I use. So it could be plugins, things of that nature, as well as an SEO checklist. So the checklist is what I use for, and we use it here at Rich Dad, for every blog we put out, for every landing page we put out there, certain things that you need to look for. Some are technical, but others are content related. So let's, let's say you have a web developer and you just want to let him deal with the tech stuff. That's fine. If you really want to show up locally, you need to think of what is, what are they searching for? So maybe it's a, it's a soothing spa near me. So you want to hit those keywords in your services page. Oh. But you don't just want to throw something together. Because Google doesn't have unlimited, well, they have a almost unlimited resources, but they don't have someone that can go through in every query to see, okay, what's relevant. So they have to do with algorithms and all that fun stuff. So ideally from, from all the research I've seen, if you want to show up on page one of Google, it's, it's not necessarily that first spot anymore, but on the first page of Google, as a general rule, you want to hit about 2000 words. And of those 2000 words for that landing page, you want it to be hmm, ballpark four, five, six percent of of that page dedicated to that keyword. So the, the keyword density is what you're looking at. Now, two thousand words is not nothing. That's a lot of words. It's a, it's a good sized ebook. So as 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 you are the owner of this business, you're you're the content expert, the the subject matter expert, as we like to say. 2,000 words shouldn't really be too difficult to, to crank out. So the worst part of that is, okay, you have to do all this research. Yes. Or, or you should know it, right? Um, but from there, you can do lots of different things with that content. So you can do, let's say there's, there's five main points that you want to talk about on, on this landing page. Well, each one of those could be broken off into their own blog. And you could have, you could voice it over yourself or you could, have someone else come in, do a voice recording of you essentially just reading that, make a video out of it, put that on YouTube. You could do a slideshow. If there's these five main points, great. Do one slide per and put that on LinkedIn. And so what you're really looking for is to dominate that first page of Google, not just show up. And it, again, so, much, so many people, it used to, and it used to be the case, you really wanted to be that first top two, three spots. Well, now you have maps that show up and you have all this different information. So really you want to just get as many different things on the homepage for the keyword you're searching for on, on Google. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because like, I know when I do a Google search now, like the first 10 things seem to be sponsored ads and I just roll right past them. And it might be that I'm rolling past the, the, number one Google ranking <laughs> keyword right. as well. So, you know, you kind of get to the middle of the page. So that's kind of what I, I'm shooting for now. Um, okay, so uh, 
just to kind of summarize or recap that, so if somebody wanted to show up on page one of Google, um, ideally what they would do is write a piece of content that um, is focused around a keyword. So if we're talking about, for my nurses, let's say uh, they're a health coach for uh, CHF patients, right? So if they, that's what they want to, uh, their keyword is, um, and it could be a keyword phrase, right? So let's say the keyword phrase is, um, what would people be looking for? Um, uh, let's say eating after, you know, how to eat well after congestive heart failure or something along those lines. So they're gonna write a 2000 word definitive guide on uh, diet after CHF uh, and pack it with that keyword in about four or five percent of the, the entire post. So it's going to be in, in the title, in some of the headlines, um, in the body of, of the copy. And really it's like a minimum of 2,000 words because at this point Google's really looking for quality material uh, and the, the 350 word blog posts aren't, <laughs> aren't cutting it anymore. Exactly. And then uh, you can you know, after you've write it, written this uh, document, now you, you were saying landing page, does it have to be, you have your own separate landing page for this document or is this part of your website or um, how would you set up the landing page? Uh, great point. So uh, yes, I, I th that was a great recap. Um, that you hit all the main points of what I was trying to get across. So uh, what, what you could do is this could just be your land uh, services page or, or if this is what I guess what you really want to call it is your cornerstone or your, your evergreen content. So this that's a great example. Eating well after congestive you know CF, CFS. Um, what what you can do is yes you can break that stuff out, but so you have this this two thousand word landing page. You could turn that into an infographic as well. And you could turn it into a PDF. And so what I've seen done and we're looking to implement it here at Rich Dad is you have this, this great piece of content, this 2,000 words, and you turn it into a PDF. So you're getting the SEO, the good, happy Google juice, people going, just organically searching for that term. You know, you rise up the ranks, you're on page one, people click on it. You can package that as a PDF and say, hey, if you don't want to read this whole thing now, drop me your email and I'll send you a PDF so that, you know, people love free. I mean, this is not new. So if you have this really great eating well out there, CF, CFS piece of content, you're going to have people following, finding you through Google, but then you can grab their email, send them in PDF. Um, and so that's a great way to do it. Now you could also buy a domain name close to that and just repackage that information on there same thing um and so that actually kind of brings up what, what a lot of people hear duplicate content and what does that mean it doesn't mean that you can't have literally copy paste your information on numerous different locations i mean medium.com linkedin.com facebook you can put it in all those places and google's fine with it what google isn't okay with is if you just copy and paste big chunks of that information and paste it elsewhere on your site. So if you can nursepreneurs.com and you have this great piece of content, you don't want to try and trick Google 
by just swapping out a couple words and then, oh, there's another blog post. Do it again, oh, there's another blog post. So as long as you have that information in different locations, it's only gonna help drive traffic to your site. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that, that sounds great. So, but it, that landing page, is that like, I, I build that into my WordPress um, and then let's say it's uh, northpreneurs.com slash the definitive guide to right. making money or something. Right, which brings up a very good point. One of the ranking factors Google is, it, 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 I want to say it almost used to be the opposite, but they, the shorter the URL, the better. Okay. And so one of the default settings in WordPress is their linking structures is kind of messy. It is one of the small drawbacks, but it's a very easy fix. Um, and so it would have a question mark in like one, three, two or something. Well, what a lot of people do is they categorize the blog posts, which logically makes sense, but then you're stuck with nursepreneur.com slash um, maybe it's the date or maybe it's, you know, slash CFS slash the date. It can get very convoluted. What Google really wants is nursepreneur.com slash eating well after CFS. And so really just get directly to it. Okay. So, and you can change that easily in WordPress. It's the, the permalink. Yeah. Yes. If, if, if you catch it early on and you know that going forward, yes. But if you have hundreds <laughs> of pages, I'm sure there, again, I'm sure there's a plugin that could help you, help you do that very quickly. Right. So in terms of the plugins, like are there some like mandatory plugins that you, you have to have? So as a developer, yes. Um, and that's part of the, the, the checklist I have available for your audience. Um, some, some of the things you want to look for are security. And so that, that's just a big topic in general. So the biggest thing I would like to your audience to come away from is really you just need to make sure that your site is secure. And how you do that is get an HTTPS certificate. So whoever your host is should be able to take care of that for you. It's usually about $60, $70 a year. But back in, I think, June of last year, or maybe even 2017, Google really said, okay, we really gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. Now we want to know that your website is secure. And this is the biggest first step to do, to make sure that Google trusts your website and make sure that, okay, you have the same seal of approval by having that certificate in place. Right, so the HTTPS. Um, and then HTTP is just kind of an old, I guess, URL that it's still being used because I know my computer, you know, kind of flags. <laughs> yes. Sometimes when it's an HTTP site, you know, do you really want to go here? It's not secure and that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know, $70. But again, as long as it, it makes the Google happy, it, it's probably well worth it. So mm -hmm. um, security is one of the things that I would look at. You want to make sure if you can to minimize, minimize the file size of your images. So that's, mm -hmm. One, again, one of those big Google ranking factors is um, the speed. And they have their own little speed URL. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but you want to make sure your site downloads fast. And one of the things that can congest it is big image file sizes. So again, if you're using WordPress, I think there's a Smush plugin that I use with my, with my websites that just 
shrinks the file size and gets it gets it downloaded quicker. Um, let's see what else I have for you guys. So for the um, that as well. So it, I understand that JPEGs take up a lot less room than the PNG files. Is that true? So because like in Canva, it gives me the option to download either, and I'm like, I don't know, and it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, but it seems like the the PNG files for some reason tend to be bigger, and that was like a recommendation um, that I'd gotten somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <it laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> well, well, hmm. It really just depends because if you're looking for transparency, then you have no choice. Like you have to do a PNG, you know, the white behind or whatever. Um, then you, you have no choice but to go with the PNG. Um, I, I think a lot of, I want to say maybe even templates nowadays or, or themes nowadays default to PNG. Okay. So, so it, it's, it's less of a problem. Best. Right. Okay. As long as the browser shows it and you're trying to minimize it and it doesn't look bad you should be fine with that. Okay, so a smush plugin, is that S-M-U-S-H? Yes. Because I was having trouble, like it would take a minute for my site to load, I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even wait for my own site to come up, like nobody else is gonna do it. Yeah. Which which leads me then to, uh, we'll get back to the plugins, um, with your host. So I generally push my clients to use uh, WPEngine.com. So it's a little bit more expensive, but the benefits are this. One, you're getting added security. You're getting faster download times because you're really kind of, if you go to GoDaddy, you are put on the server with many, many other sites. Well, there's only so much throughput that it's able to get out. So it is one of those you get what you pay for. And with the premium hosting, you're getting better security. You're getting better speed. You're getting... A, what's called a staging environment. So what's really great about this, you can play around with everything in staging and then only push it to production when you're ready. So if you're testing out something new, play with it there, make sure it's good, and then you can push it to production instead of, by default, most, again, really just talking WordPress, once you hit publish or update, it's live. Mm-hmm. So if you wanna toy with stuff, and you, you don't have a, the, the, the premium hosting in place, um, you could have something out there that you don't want. So. Right. Yeah, no, that's important. I th- And that's something I actually think I, um, I am gonna transfer over to WP Engine just because like, you know, they fixed it, they fixed the speed problem, but you know, it's it, for some reason it seems to come back. So I don't even know what that's yes. about. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, in addition to that is backups. That's one thing that you just need to check with your host Daily backups, probably not necessary um, for, for, for most websites. If, if all you're doing once a week is updating the blog, okay, you're not going to be ruined if, if there's a technical <laughs> type. Unless it's that 3,000 word essay you just wrote blog post. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and another thing about the word count. So it's not necessarily more is better. The, the studies I'm, I've read and I've referenced before is really was kind of a, a point of diminishing returns once you cross that 2,000 word point. Why that is, I don't know. Um, but if you can get close to 2,000 and get quality content, you're going to be better off than, than just rambling about 10,000 words for no reason. So um, the offsite backups and definitely customer support. 
is is when you're looking at a host, make sure that, and you'll know pretty quick because you'll have some questions that you want to ask them. And after a couple interactions, you'll know, okay, this is being offshored somewhere or this is someone that I can tell genuinely cares. Um, mm -hmm. But personally, that's why I like the, uh, I'll pay for that all day long with the, the premium hosting. <laughs> and, and you don't work for them, right? No, no, I'm not getting, I'm not getting kickbacks from any, any hosts or plugins or, or WordPress or anything like that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's really important. Um, so the, the host, which when we're talking about host, we're talking about either Bluehost or uh, what are the differences? So there's like domains and then there's hosting, right? And then there's sure. like- the So domain names, um, you're gonna go to like register.com or- um, Does it matter where you go for a domain name or? Not really, uh, I've used a couple different ones. I used namecheap.com before um, for my current website. It's really just a matter of, again, customer service, and your host is going to, if you don't, you don't have to buy the domain name through your host. Uh, they usually kind of streamline that process. Uh, but it's just a matter of, again, talk to your techie, you let him make sure that it's pointing to the right servers. Um, and so that, there's not much to that. And I could, I don't really want to bore your audience with that stuff. But, um, all right, so the domain name is, you know, you can either buy that with your hosting service or you can buy it separately. And it's really fairly irrelevant where you buy the domain name. Correct. In, in my experience, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. And then, then you want to host it somewhere. So something like Bluehost or WP Engine. What are some of the other kind of hosting services? Uh, well, GoDaddy is probably the biggest. Oh, they, oh, they okay. Yeah, they're, they're I always think of them as a domain name thing, not a host. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a host. Um, you can usually get, I believe you can get email support through them as well. Um, GoDaddy is, is they're probably the biggest name out there. Again, mainly for, for domain name registration, but for someone who doesn't know better, they're just going to do everything through them and, and pay for everything um, down the line. That's where, again, their customer service is okay. They're actually based here in Arizona. Um, but it, it's just, it's the speed factor, it's the security factor that I've personally just found lacking a little bit. I, I will pay the, the, the premium costs just to know across the board, everything's gonna be top notch. All right, have you had, have you seen kind of disasters happen with security on people's websites before? Yes, and so, where back in the day, uh, when, when Microsoft and, and the PC world really dominated computers and they were 95% of the market, everything, everybody's getting hacked and it was always a big problem. WordPress is kind of at the point where what, that's, the, that's the biggest complaint I hear from, from especially developers and other web guys uh, is, well, they always get hacked. No. If you have a very cheap host like GoDaddy and you're using WordPress and you aren't using their security features or WordPress security plugins, are you gonna get hacked? Probably, but that's where you need to hire someone who knows what to look for and what use these plugins. Um, that Securi, S-E-Q-U-R-I, is a very uh, common thing on WordPress to use. Um, so it, it is a bunch of different factors. Are websites hacked? Yes, they are. It's kind of under constant attack, but. You, need to, you just need to prepare for it, and that's where, again, premium hosting, using the, the, the 
right plugin is going to help with that. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that's a I've, I've set up a free WordPress account, um, you know, just for my son and I just, uh, you know, um, you know, just post pictures and stuff. And I, I get reports all the time that it's it's being hacked all the time. I don't know. I haven't been there on that website for like a year. But, you know, I obviously don't upkeep it at all. But, um, sure. you know, I guess that's something to be concerned about, especially if you're trying to run a business on a, a site and somebody right. take, takes it down. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, and, and that's, you can't really, what's nice about, the, you know, some of the plugins is you're going to get a notification that there's been an attack on your site, which you can't stop that. It's mm -hmm. just unindated from people all over the world. It's, okay, what are they trying to do? Did they get through? If they get through, well, okay, that's a problem, especially to your point, if you're selling products and services and you have it connected to PayPal or using Stripe or whatever, sure, that's, that's some important data that you got to keep to yourself but again that's who's your host and what what do you have on your side um, that's preventing that so if you have a wordpress site you have a business and you're collecting uh let's say you have uh, woocommerce or something mm -hmm. you're collecting money and information from people and have a distribution process through your wordpress site um, and you don't have these security measures in place and you get hacked, can they like steal that credit card information off of that? I don't know that it's stored on, on WordPress or anything, but, and uh, you know, is that, I mean, is that something like that would be considered negligent on the part of the person who owns that business, not to have security features? Right, um, yes, uh, in, in a word, again, I'm not a lawyer, um, but I, I certainly assume everything under that domain is certainly going to be the business owner responsibility. And so that's why you need to just communicate with, with your web guy and your host. What are the repercussions of me using, as an example, WooCommerce? I love WooCommerce. It is great specifically for e-commerce e within WordPress. I use it all the time. So yes, it is a matter of I don't want to say you're taking that chance because that's no different than any other financial transaction and using Venmo for peer-to-peer, -peer, whatever the case is. So it's something just to be aware of, make sure everybody's talking to everybody. Um, but WooCommerce is, is, they kind of have a pretty good handle on that. If you're using Stripe and PayPal, again, they've got their own security measures. So everybody's looking out for that best, best interest, yes. Yeah, no, it's just things that you don't really think about when you're starting your website. Uh, cool. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, well, who would want to hack into my website? But it's not about, it's not personal, right? <laughs> it's, exactly, it's not personal at all. It's it's random bots doing what they do. And right. <laughs> it's more a numbers game than it is, and then it is them targeting your business per se. Exactly, numbers game is a great way to look at it. Okay, so having the basic features in place uh, just it makes it less likely. It's more like if you don't lock your doors at home, you're more likely to get robbed than if you have like multiple locks and a, and a security system. And you might still get robbed, but the chances are a lot lower because there's too many deterrents. I think that's a great analogy. Yes, it's just running the risk. I mean, maybe you're, yeah, 
yeah. just not the right place at the right time, and that's the house they wanted to go into. Well, oh, right. <laughs> they had the back door open. Well, oh, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but every other house could have had their house secure. You just lucked out. So just yeah, making sure there's precautions in place. Okay. Um, all right. So, what else can what else do you want to tell us about like just SEO or um, you know web presence or um, or anything that you feel like the audience needs to know uh, about their websites? Sure. So, um, we we really touched kind of the big things that that we agreed on that we wanted to talk about. Uh, Google is always looking to make the user experience better. And sometimes that doesn't always look, work in the favor of the business owner. So one of the big updates happened back in 2012. And this is, it was called a Penguin update. And really that was Google looking to say, hey, there's a lot of link farms out there. A lot of what are called black hat SEO tactics going on. A lot of keyword stuffing. And so we mentioned earlier in that big long prose that you put together, you want that keyword density to be four to five percent. Well, Black Hat SEO would have stuffed it to the to the max with thirty percent and used, you know, they would have simply put if if your the background of your website was white, they would have just used white text on the bottom of the web page that only they saw, but hoping to trick Google. And Google said, Okay, uh -huh. we kind of see what's going on here and they just put a stop to it. So some businesses that, that use those techniques overnight just found all their traffic just completely stopped. Wow. So I guess that really the lesson is if, if you're putting out good quality content and you want to make sure it's shareable, you want to make sure it's, it's making Google happy and that you have inbound links coming in, you should be fine. Uh, one of the biggest ranking factors, again, is, is an inbound link or is an inbound link from a website that has high domain authority. So if your nurses, again, this is kind of goes back to what other industry lists are your, your, your nurses on. If they are on a high, if they have a high domain authority site and it's linking to yours, that's good. Like Google, like what they used to have their Google plus. Well, if you had your site listed there and linked there going back to your site, that's only going to help you. That makes Google go, oh, a high-ranking site went to kind of a lower-ranking site. So the lower-ranking site, good for you. But like that's, you get kind of points there. Okay. How would somebody go about doing that? Like, how would I get a high-ranking site to link to me? So that's like an entire that's oh. <laughs> a service. But really, you want to if if you know that they have relevant content to your specific niche, okay? You can reach out to them and you can maybe ask to do a guest blog for them. And maybe it's, maybe it's a piece of content you've already written about and you put it on this, this XYZ, this nursexyz.com and they have a domain authority of like 80 in, in, in the nurse in, in, in niche. If they post that blog post, you can always put you know, originally posted on nursepreneur.com, that then links back to you. Um, so, or, or pretty much any any link out there that points to your site, you want to make sure as many of those have a high ranking than, than you do. Really. Okay. It just so, slowly helps build you up. Will, will that count? Like, let's say you post on medium.com and put a link to your website. 
Is that Correct. is that like a high ranking authority? Yes. Okay. LinkedIn. I mean, pretty much, pretty much anything is going to help you. But but if it's more even a competitor, if you okay. can get a link back from your competitor, Google is going to go. Oh, hey, these guys are on the same niche. This one finds valuable information over here. That's a good thing. Okay. Um, so guest posting is a very powerful way to get. And, and being on podcasts is okay. another great way. Um, and here's a little hack, I guess I found. Um, if you are searching for nurse business owner resources, okay, you want to have a resources page on your website. And it's similar to what, what I'm going to make available to your audience, nursepreneurs.com slash resources. So you would want to optimize the, the title, the content, maybe the subject heads on that page to be something like um, nurse business owner resources or whatever. You, you know the world better than I do. Whatever people are searching for, where they're going to find you, make a resources page that's valuable to them. What are, what, what are other resources you use? Who are web designers that you recommend? Who, what are other podcasts that you listen to? So it's a very quick way to show the viewer that, oh, this person knows their stuff. Look at all this free, or even if they're paid, it doesn't matter, just that you have this resources page available. Okay. And so it's, it's only as valid, valuable as you make it. Um, that's actually a really, really good idea. Um, and it's something that was in the back of my mind to do, but I'm going to put that to <laughs> the forefront. Yeah, I think I'm going to make that a priority because I think that's really important. Yeah, um, it, it can be quick too. You can always always add to it, and that's definitely here's here's another takeaway for your audience. Um, so, so the old content strategy used to be okay. You need to blog three, two three times a week, every week. Um, you know, three to five hundred words. And the thinking was Google likes new relevant stuff. Very true. But what they like more is updated content. So you have your eating well for CFS page. You went live a month ago. Is there a new study? Is there something new that you can add to it? Great. Consistently update that landing page. Google's okay. gonna go, oh, okay, now there's now there's even more content. Or if you need to get rid of a section, great. Just show that one big and it doesn't have to be one, of course. If you, you can do this for any blog post if you want. But most people's concept of a blog is it was kind of thrown together. It's not going to be really valuable, and it's short. Well, mm -hmm. you can make each blog post two thousand words if you want. It's really just a matter of what, what's your end goal with it. Right. Yeah. No. I, I've had a lot of uh, my students will ask, you know, how many blog posts do I have to have on my website before I can go live? I'm like, two. Like as long as they're good, <laughs> you know. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even need a blog. You could just, you know. But it's. I think it's important to show your authority by um, by the content that you produce and, and show on your website. Absolutely. Um, Ryan, tell us uh, what it is that you can help out. Uh, nurses with nurses that are starting their business nurses that are already in their business um, how can you help them uh, with your business sure thing so I actually I'm, I'm gonna get this web page up today if not tomorrow uh, it starts with your idea.com slash nurse and what I'm gonna do is, is have the 
the resources I uh, mentioned earlier, the SEO checklist and the digital marketing resources. I'm also going to put together uh, a Google ranking factors uh, sheet for them. Uh, just name an email and I'll send those to you. Uh, the first thing that we would do, you can get a hold of me at uh, it starts with your idea at gmail.com and just let me know, hey, I heard you on, on uh, kids. Uh, podcast and when we talk to you about what, what you can do so one of the first things that I would do is and, and this is actually uh, to you Katie I know that you're, you're talking to them about writing their about and their services and their contact us page so once you have that I can help you with your website I can help you either build it um, or talk about hosting we can work on your local your, your, your local outreach, help you with your Google page, help you with your Facebook page. Uh, definitely help you optimize your, your content. Make sure that everybody who is trying to find you can find you. Um, those are really the, the biggest things going forward. You can, you can help with other social media strategies as well. But um, really, let's see where you're at now. We'll definitely get you headed in the right direction. And yeah, like it, it all starts with your website as well. So. Yeah, we didn't even get to social media and I know that was a topic that you wanted to talk about. So um, you can help build their website, do local re outreach or and or, um, you know, for businesses like mine, which is completely online, you can obviously help with that as well. Um, Absolutely. content, getting you on page one, but not necessarily number one on Google. Right. Um, and social media, developing a social media strategy. And your website is it starts with youridea.com. And if you go to it starts with youridea.com slash nurse, uh, there are uh, gifts and training there. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, you know, this has been in really very incredible and I already have I have like lots of notes here that I'm taking about all the things that I'm going to be doing because it's uh, it's a process you know it's it's a lot to take Absolutely. in all of it and yeah. it's a you know it's an evolution process evolutionary process that you're never quite done there's always something else to do or a new google algorithm change that you got to keep up with so all the time never never stops but that's, that's <laughs> why we do this that's why we want to be entrepreneurs it's it's um You've never made it, you know. You just you got to keep going. So glad, glad to, uh, glad to do this. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, Katie. Thank you.